we just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for season six. Thank you. Who would have thought a podcast could be a gift? Really? That pressing B could spiritually uplift and simultaneously give a Pharisee fits. <laughs> all in all, you the one controlling it. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I can't go skit. So, this new pot life is like a skit, though. A lot of people swinging. I didn't even throw a pitch, though. Uh, forehead is flint, what I'ma flinch for? Nothing. We all gon' repent for what we did, so I'ma keep it moving. Ain't no stripper or no cussing gonna ruin what we doing. We are dwelling in communion. Assignment is different. Dwellers get the sentiment. Vulnerability's my superpower. How many feeling it? Thank you, Lord, for this influence. Without you, influence just don't make sense. Nah. If you've got a problem, who's going to solve it? It isn't going to be the therapist. The amount of stuff that are, that's going into our kids' uh, heads is unprecedented. <laughs> your life what's up everybody i am so excited to introduce to you the new course master reset i need to i need something to change the experience that you have with god is what anchors you when everything in life wants to make you doubt god that felt good hey okay great how can you press your restart button in your life. I am going to help you get over your past, be able to embrace your present, and plan for an incredible future. So join me and let's reset together. And for a very short time, get Master Reset, every other course from Tim, plus an entire library of courses that will change your life plans are starting at 825 per month with the code basement click on the link in the description or go to tomap.com and sign up today welcome to the basement ladies and gentlemen from around the world it's the basement with tim ross i'm so glad for you that you're here some, I'm so grateful that you are a part of what it is we're doing. Shout out to my press bees. Shout out to my dwellers. Shout out to our promoters. Shout out to those generous souls on PayPal and Cash App. You guys are some extravagant givers, and we love you. What you do does not go unnoticed, and we appreciate your support. So grateful for a solo dolo podcast listen i am starting to love solo dolos as much as i love having guests wait tim are you saying you love the brown boy and my gingerly friend <laughs> i'm not just so saying ginger. it 
<laughs> so ginger. The most ginger. <laughs> no, I love you guys so much. And um, because we started solo mm-hmm. and because I'm an introvert, like that's that's where we started. But we, we knew from the top, like we were going to have guests and we want people on to give that give us the gift of their vulnerability. So, um, you know, we started having guests almost exclusively for for a little stretch and i love solos do you feel like solos are a opportunity where you can like really process the conversations that you have been having and kind of decompress a bit or what's what's the dynamic for you for solos i get to i get to um i get to muse some stuff and i get to um you know process just some maybe bigger concept things that I've been thinking about or, you know, stuff that's aggravating me or whatever. Right. Whereas when you're, when you're with a guest, you are trying to create a a safe environment to contain whatever it is they want to say. You're leading the entire, you're leading it. Oh yeah. I'm working. And you're guiding it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guiding it. And you know, there's some guests that are more, they, they talk more in sound bites. And so, that takes more work because you got to help pull out the next soundbite. And there's some that uh, they, they speak in paragraphs and some others that speak in whole stories. Like I have a story for you. I'm going to tell you the whole story, which I love because I get to watch it. And then at the end you get to kind of go, Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm with a guest and almost everything that comes out of their mouth, I, I have a comment on <laughs> I've seen you stop yourself sometimes too. Oh, I've had to. You're like, oh, because oh. it'll be a four hour. It would be a four and a half hour pod, and that might be not. That might not be a good rhythm because it might break them from where they're going. Mm. So, um, you know, after you know, we've been doing this a year now, boys. We've been doing this a year now, boys. And I'm not dating the podcast. I'm not dating it, dog. But we're definitely over sixty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro, we're over sixty episodes. That's crazy. No, that's crazy, bro. That's that's, and and do you feel exhausted at a pace at all? I I it 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 it's um strange sometimes to call this work. Mm-hmm. Like like the, I I do believe there's a season where you have to be working. Mm-hmm. You have to be found working. Cause you got to work on your craft and you got to work on your talent. You got to work on your trade. You got to work on your business. You got to work on whatever it is you're doing. Um, at this season of my life, I am found being, I'm not working. I'm just being, I am being me. I am not working me. I am being me. So, um, that's a, that's a different space to be in and to come, you know, out of my bedroom into my living room and sit down and, you know, to, to have, uh, strangers to become that become friends all in your house. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's a, that's a big deal. So I'm about to read something that, uh, is gonna both qualify and uh, un- 
disqualify some people all at the same time. <laughs> so this is First uh, Timothy chapter number three. This is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be an elder, he desires an honorable position. So an elder must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home. And he must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? Did you take another test? Oh, I thought you were trying to show me something. You're good? Okay, baby. Um, so, yeah. And you've exemplified all of that to our most recent guests, especially since we've been doing way more pods in the house. Yep. My favorite thing I've, I've been hearing from the guests afterward is like, dude, I love the way you talk to your wife mm -hmm. and the way you talk to your children. You will stop the pod and just start talking to your kids yeah. about schoolwork. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a prime example in your home. You ain't got no socks on. Your toes are out for the Lord. <laughs> and you are, are just doing Jesus. you're just doing your thing, bro. Yeah. And they get a, they they have a takeaway when they leave. Yeah. Well, well, so so I'm a literalist and and so I didn't stop the pod. This is this is the pod. Mm -hmm. This is the basement. Like the basement is not like me talking and I'm interrupted by Noah. Mm. me talking and I'm interrupted by Nathan or Juliet or no, this is a, this is the actual pod, right? I've, I've had thousands of people at this point say, I want to be mentored by you. Mm -hmm. What do you think is happening right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like I'm, I've literally let you in my house because I can't let everybody in my house. I've just let the cameras in the house and I'm talking like I would be talking if you were here. Now, this takes either a measure of lunacy, <laughs> bravery, yeah. and or both. Yes. Um, but I'm not editing myself mm. for this camera. That, that wasn't my assignment. Now, I'm a literalist. What the Holy Spirit literally said to me is the way that you have discipled and mentored people privately. That's the voice I need you to use publicly. This is that voice. The words you hear me use are the same words I would use with this camera off. So I'm not playing up to the camera. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm trying to be obedient to what I felt like the Lord told me to do. And it's wildly uncomfortable for people. And I believe it's wildly uncomfortable because we still want to be filtered. Where's the filter? Like, I like the picture, but put sepia on it. <laughs> right? I like, the, I like the filter, but let's make that one in black and white. I like the picture, but put a sunrise on it. I like the picture, but lo-fi it. Right? I like the picture, but hi-fi it. And listen, man, look at this hair. This, this is in between hair days hair. I ain't got no, this, 
this this ain't no fresh cut. Can nobody be you in my house? You well, I can't. I don't look like that all the time. When I gotta be on stage and all that kind of stuff, I I am presentable. But I'm in my own house. I, I'm gonna dress up to come sit on my couch on my couch. I'm gonna have on shoes and socks in in my own living room. We don't wear shoes in our house. We 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 walk around in our socks or shoes, you know, barefooted, whatever. So um, what I'm what I'm about to do. So so there's not there 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 are not a lot of people willing mm -hmm. to do that, right? We're gonna have a private meeting. I'm gonna bring in, I don't know. 30 of the top leaders in this denomination for a private I'm going to let you see what goes on behind the scenes. I'm going to let you hang out and see how I interact with my wife. I want you in my home. We're going we're gonna to have these private conversations that are only for 30 people because they all happen to have more than 1,000 people in their church. Nobody else? You're not going to get the cheat code to nobody else? Oh, oh, they... They all pay three grand to be. That's a lot of money. At your house for three days and eat eggs that your wife scrambled. Mm -hmm. But the, you're going to give them something nobody else gets? Nah. I'm flooding the market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flooding the market. Right? You keep on selling your crappy stepped on heroin if you want to. I'm selling blue magic. <laughs> four times as potent and 75% less than what they've been paying for it. I, I just feel like everybody should know. Mm -hmm. Since everybody should know, we, 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 we put ourselves in a position to make sure everybody knows. Now, when, when you're having a private conversation, everybody gets to listen to it. Well, it makes some people uncomfortable. Oh my God. I would have never said that. <sighs> yeah. With the camera on, you would have never said that. You said it before. Stop playing. <laughs> well, the blue magic is really in these streets because I, I think yesterday, you know, I kept telling you before the pod, you confuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong word. Okay. <laughs> you don't confuse me. You guys kid. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, the right phrase and, and where I was trying to go was, I'm starting to sound like Tim when I'm talking to my friends. Mm. I really feel like, like being around you in the proximity. And then I, I would imagine a lot of the dwellers feel the same way. We're genuinely being discipled. Yeah, for sure. I'm saying things that you say. Yeah. The way I just raise my voice is what you do. Right. right. Hello. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're really taking in the blue magic. Yeah. And I noticed that like over the weekend, I'm like, oh my God, I'm genuinely being discipled by this man. Yeah. I sound like him. Uh, I think if, if, if I feel my spirit wanting to go a wrong direction or my yeah. flesh, I'm sorry. Yeah. My spirit already goes back to things that we've talked about in yeah. the basement. Yep. And I know like I'm genuinely on the blue magic right now. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. No, I appreciate you saying that. No, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. That's what discipleship is about. That's what mentorship is about. And I, I just don't, uh, you know, there's only one way to do that. You know, we spend a lot of time on these pods. We are not like churning out 30-minute episodes that are packaged and, you know, got an intro and an outro and a, you know what I mean? This is not 
commercialized. This is raw and cut, man. Mm-hmm. Blue Blue Magic. Um, I think I've I shared with y'all the revelation I got from from American Gangster the movie. Yeah, right? you, you and uh, Preston. Preston. Yeah, right? Preston yeah. and I talked about that. But the, I don't think people understand that that what Frank Lucas did is he brought back heroin that had not been uh, compromised. So people weren't actually just getting high. They were dying. <laughs> and at the, at the core of the ministry that God gave me, it, was, it has never been to make you happy and high on life. We all need encouragement. Are you going to eat that flesh and drink that blood, though? Are you ready to die for what you say you believe in? Are you ready to crucify your flesh? That's what I'm on. So, yeah, I'm not looking for nobody to like if you're if you're merely entertained by the basement. Get on the elevator. If it's merely entertainment, because we trying to grow up in here. You know what I mean? We're, we, we tackle we do hard things. We talk about this all the time in our family. That we do hard the Rosses, we do hard things in this family. We don't go we don't go around our issues, we go through them. And you gotta be built different when you when you're when you when you are when you make a commitment to go through something and not merely around it. So yeah, that's my that's my mindset. My mindset is let's let's go somewhere. So one of my favorite things about the basement is, and this, this bothered me in school so much, dude, <laughs> so much, dude. Uh, I would raise my hand because mm-hmm. I got a question. Right, right, right. I would ask my question. The response I would get is, well, that kind of question is going to open a can of worms. So we're not going to go there. Wow. And I love the basement. Psych. <laughs> We specialize in worms. Yes. All we have is a can of worms. We love worms. We exclusively we love, open. We adore worms. Can of worms. Oh, we love worms. And we take that tangled mess and we sit there. Absolutely. And we say, is this the end of it or the beginning of it? We'll figure that out. We'll how pull long, it through. How long is this worm? Yeah. Is this, this one? Is this three? Is this two? Yeah. This one's kind of slimy. Huh, My nails are dirty. What's going on with that one? Yeah. Let me pull that apart. Oh, oh, what, oh what happens when you pull this one? Oh, oh it's the movement over there. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I didn't know that was going to make that side wiggle. <laughs> and we... We open these can of worms, dude. We're not afraid of it. We're having the conversations that my inner child yeah. is like, thank God. Like, I've yeah. always wanted to go down this road. I've always wanted to find perspective on this issue. And I, I'm i growing in this. Yep. And it's also a place where I can bleed healthily. Bro, we, we, we don't, we do, I don't know why Christians don't do a good job of letting people be human. Mm. Like we all talk about the fact that we were born in sin, shaping in iniquity, and we need we need a savior. And then when we're exhibiting behavior that's consistent with being born in sin and shaping in iniquity, we're like, I can't believe. How dare they bring that to light? Mm. This is crazy. And I'm like, have you read your Bible? <laughs> like right. you're reading about humans. Trying to interact with God mm-hmm. while being in their present day flesh. Mm-hmm. And 
trying to figure out how to reconcile all of that while having a relationship with the God that created him, it's messy. Can you can you remind us of uh, when we were in Atlanta with Hardly Initiated for the second interview with you and Jeremy? One of the main the main focal points of the interview was when they asked you and Jeremy, "Can we have a threesome?" Yeah, absolutely. Because if I feel like that is very parallel yeah. with people being human. Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, somebody asked that question, and the the. The answer, I you know, I immediately was like, no, no, just like un- unequivocally no. And then Jeremy uh, uh, brings his dramatic flair to the narrative, and he goes, "Oh, I have to disagree with you now, Tim." And I'm like, "What?" And then he goes, "I believe every healthy, godly marriage needs a threesome." And I was like, "I already know where he's going. It's got to be you, your spouse, and God." And I'm like, my man, right? But the fact that we could even broach that subject. Now, here's the thing. When I was a pastor, I had a husband and his wife who both believe in God. They needed to come talk to me about something. And you know what it was about? A threesome. He was so transfixed on the narratives in the Old Testament with Abraham, Sarai, Hagar, Mm -hmm. with uh, Jacob, with Rachel, Leah, Bilhah, Zilpah, with David and the many wives he had, Solomon. So he's now formulating his mind. I have biblical grounds. And so I merely ask, but, but here's the thing. If I'm repulsed, by the topic, I la 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 no yeah. no 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 God is not pleased with that the devil is a lie blah 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 right you start going you start making bird noises uh uh-uh. uh the Lord would never turn into Cardi B right shout out. Uh, to uh, Cardi B. No, not Cardi B. <laughs> Toucan. That's Payne. Uh, I can't remember what his first name is. Is it Carl Anthony Payne or something? I can't remember. But uh, he he played uh, um, oh, he played on Martin, and I can't think of uh, Cole. He played Cole on Martin, but that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. If I'm if I'm completely repulsed by somebody even bringing up, I can't believe you would do that. You're not even a child of God. Dude's been reading his Bible. It's in the Bible. It's not God's perfect plan or will, but it happened, and he actually worked through it because he had to, because he gave a promise, and he had to. His promise had to get through some very broken people. And we can't hold the tension of that. So you know what we do? Politely skip over it. Going to talk about grace. We're not going to talk about anything messy in the Bible because, uh, no, he's just love. Let's tidy it up. But how do you talk about grace without talking about the mess, dude? Booyah. Why would you even need it? How are you going to sell a mop in a bucket and nobody ever spilled nothing? So. 
I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I got you. So you believe that it's okay to have more than one wife. Oh yeah. And he's just thumbing through all the scriptures and pointing to them. And I'm just nodding my head and I'm holding space for him because my office is safe. Even though I disagree with his perspective, I'm holding space for his narrative. Let him get it all out. Why am I going to cut him off? What is that going to do? What do I need to defend, first of all? <laughs> the Holy Spirit can't get to his heart. I'm going to do it. So I let him get it all out. His wife is sitting there just kind of eye rolling, exasperated and all that kind of stuff. So I go to Ephesians chapter number five. I go to Ephesians five. I read all your verses. Well, you read all your verses. And I said, um, I have one thing I want to submit to you. And you kind of tell me how you feel about it. And he's like, great. Like we're getting somewhere. I know. I know I'm about to win this one. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, I said um, at the end of Ephesians chapter number five, verse number 32 and 33. uh, Well, actually just 32. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So I said, um, do you agree that marriage is a type and shadow? of Jesus and his love for his bride, the church. He said, oh, oh, absolutely. I said, cool. Who's his other wife? Because if you're going to take on, if you're going to take two wives Mm -hmm. and you're telling me that your earthly marriage is a picture of what Christ's love for the bride is, the moment you take your second wife, tell me who Christ's other bride is. Is it Islam? Mm. Is it Buddhism? Mm. Is it Wiccanism? Is it Harry Krishna? But who's his other chick? Since you got two, and you are an illustration of Christ's love for his bride, who's the other girl? And he was, he was rendered without a retort. And how was, how was she? What was her body language? Oh, she. Walk me through that. You could see all that tension melt. Mm -hmm. It's it's genuinely a good guy. But without somebody to at least be able to bring the conversation to. He could have tried to figure it out on his own. And at the end of the day, guess what? He just still got one wife. The end. It's a, it's a hiccup in the marriage. It was a bad spot. It was disappointing. It was uncomfortable. And it's over. What's up, baby? You just chilling? Oh, I love it. Taking it all in. You're done with your work? Okay. Huh? Uh... How many more assignments did I have you do? And you did that? Okay. Then for now, 
I'm going to take your word for it. Mm -hmm. And later, I'm going to check your word for it. <laughs> Good? All right. Um, you can watch TV right now, but no games until four. That's one hour and 20 minutes. Okay. I love you. My baby. So it's a school day. And I've been I've been a uh the stay at home daddy. My wife is traveling, so making it holding it down. But that's that's uh I'm I'm just not afraid of I'm not afraid of humanity. Mm -mm. I, I my bad. You okay, how you good? <laughs> I must yank the whole thing out. Um, uh, I'm not afraid of humanity. If I was, I couldn't read the Bible. David's son raped his daughter. I don't know what you, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what you want me to do. So I I I hold space for people. You know what I mean? I'm not a, I'm not an investigative journalist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We don't have guests on the show where I'm sitting down like I I've got the exclusive interview of the year. Hey, you want to talk about the bad thing that everybody knows about? <laughs> hey, how do you want to address your critics that have done, what the, mm -hmm. I'm not Oprah. Right? I'm not Maury Povich. I'm not Phil Donahue. I'm not Sally Jesse Raphael. I'm not Ricky Lake. I'm not Montel Williams. Ricky Smiley. I'm not. I love Ricky Smiley. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm a guy that loves mm -hmm. people. I'm a guy that's genuinely interested in people. Mm -hmm. I don't have to agree with them. I'm just interested in them. And that's like the great thing, though, is like say we do have someone on who's gone through uh, some kind of controversy and we sit down and we're just like, what's on your heart, dude? And we talk about their heart and we talk about where they are and what they're dealing with. Yeah. And without actually talking about it, you get context as to what happened. You get context as to like why they struggled. Mm -hmm. We don't have to talk about what you did. You know what we, you did. The world knows what you did. I'm here to hear you. And like hold space for you. And that's where, dude, like, because we'll have people come into the chat and they'll so be like, good. oh, I can't wait. This should be interesting, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll be like, well, why are they not talking about? And you have cultivated such a, such an atmosphere and such a community that your community comes on and says, hey, man, we don't do shame showers here. We sure don't. Like, I don't have no, t <laughs> when I tell you I have no time for it, I have no time for it. I needed to pull this up because. Um, when it comes to uh, trauma recovery, yeah, safety and stabilization is the number one thing that you need to recover from trauma. Safety and stabilization. If your environment is not safe, safe, and your environment is not stable, you can't even begin. To recover. So, what is the basement for? 
What does the basement reply? Uh, What does the basement provide? It provides a safe and stable environment where a person has an opportunity to recover. That's what the basement is. That's the purpose that we serve. And it's not just safe and stable for our guest. It's safe and stable for us. Listen, if there's not an episode where I'm on the edge of tears or full-blown sitting here cutting this thing, crying my eyes out, it's almost every episode, Tim. If you look over at me, I am weeping. (laughs) Just a weeping willow in the basement. That's what I am. It's a great tree. But you're absolutely right because my soul is getting ministered to. There's some people that believe I don't have a soul because I'm a ginger. (laughs) But I do have a soul. (laughs) And it is getting ministered to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that safety is so tangible Mm. here in the basement. Yep. Like... I mean, we were talking about it off the pod, but there's many times that we have guests that say, man, I have never shared this before. I've never talked about this before. And I would, if I look at that perspective, it's not a sense of like, it's not like, uh, how do I want to word this? Like we didn't expose them. Yeah. It's not that we exposed them. It's not that they didn't want to share it. Right. They just weren't safe. They didn't have the space for yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't yet. have the space. They didn't have the space. To, where were they going to do it? Yeah. In a place that somebody was going to weaponize it against them? Do, do you know that one of the number one reasons why people don't share is because they're afraid it's going to be weaponized against them? And most of the time it is. And most of the time it is. It usually has been for the individual. And so that's a very sad and scary place to live where our souls were actually designed to not have a secret. Do you understand this? That you weren't even wired. Oh my God. I can keep a secret. You weren't even designed to keep a secret. Is that why we feel the pressure physically in our chest? That's absolutely correct. Or in our stomach? Oh, absolutely. I can trace most ulcers back to the fact that you have something that you haven't said and it's literally manifested in your physical body well my brain is very visual like yours as well and it goes oh you need to contain something what does that need it needs walls that's right no so you're going to put up walls in your own body now mm, to keep this secret in mm, mm. and it wasn't made uh, like containment was never supposed to be a wall that you built yourself it was supposed to be a support system that others provided for you. Big facts. Because we weren't supposed to do our life lives alone. Do you, do you know why um, the, 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 the term deathbed confessions, mm. why was that terminology even coined? Because people don't want to go to grave with a secret. Yeah. Right? Uh, Scorsese doesn't get to do the Iron Man, the Irishman movie. Was it the Irishman? Yeah, Irishman. Right? He doesn't get to do that movie. If that guy who killed Jimmy Hoffa takes that secret to his grave. But guess what? He didn't want to. And he was a mob guy. And he didn't want to take it to his grave. Why? Our souls weren't designed to keep secrets. Point blank, period. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. My praise shall continually be in his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Psalms 34 verses 1 through 3. King James Version. Why is that there? Our soul was meant to cry out. Yeah. Right? There's an old song uh, that we used to sing. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. And we need a, <laughs> we need a tambourine to really get it. And some flags. But, but no, we didn't have no flags when we came. <laughs> trombone? Um, uh, oh, that, would, that would go dummy with a trombone, though. Um, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out. Why? Your soul was never supposed to be silent. Psalm 94, 17 in uh, uh, King James Version. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have dwelt in silence. If God doesn't help you, your soul will be silent. Not just your mouth. Your soul can't cry out. And so you need a safe environment a stable environment where your soul can cry out. That's what the basement is for. Listen, you ain't got to agree with everything I say on the basement. You don't have to agree with everything our guests say on the basement. What we're, what we're trying to help you cultivate are places of safety. We've talked about, um, uh, which I think is going to happen. I just need to dwelling ask. Places? A, yeah. The, the, the dwelling places. I, I would love for there to be dwelling places all over the United States. I would love for there to be dwelling places all over the world. What we can't have are Nazi dictating, uh, you know, dweller leads or whatever the heck. Well, just small cults mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah, just a, a freaking cult mm -hmm. of, of somebody being vulnerable in this being weaponized. Right. And you taking the Bible and be like, oh, well, I can't let, I know Tim does this, but we don't do that in our dwelling place. It ain't yours. Number one, because this ain't even mine. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you, man. Like this is, people got to feel safe and they, and, and it has to be a stable environment. You said people need to feel safe to recover. To recover. So what would you say to the person who is in an environment that isn't safe, but they desperately want to recover? Whether that's a, a let's use a spouse as an example in yeah. the household. Well, I've, it's a very tough conversation to have. Um, obviously, it's a case by case situation. Uh, but when it gets to the point where there is abuse of any kind, um, because mo most times uh, churches feel like, abuse is uh physical only but it can be financial it can be emotional it can be verbal and those scars can actually be worse than the physical abuse because sticks and stones will break your bones but a word will never leave you ever <laughs> you get hit in the head with a rock and it could leave a gash on your forehead that'll heal but somebody could say one sentence negatively about you and it could be with you until you're 90 years, 90 years old. 
So my my um my perspective uh for married people that happen to be in like a worst case scenario is that they have to leave. Because if they go to counseling but come back home to a traumatizing environment, we're just putting Elmer's glue on construction paper (laughs) and pinning it to the wall. It's going to lose its stickiness at some point and be on the floor. So, um, yeah, you cannot even recover. You cannot recover. This This is why when... People go to recovery. What's the first thing they tell them? You got to leave your house. We got to take you away from the environment that's been re-traumatizing you and and triggering you. So I got to go away to this facility and I'll be there for five weeks. Why? The environment's stable and it's safe. Nobody knows your name here. Nobody cares about you here. This, this celebrity went away to a, a, a rehab place. Where is it? I ain't telling you. Then it will no longer be safe and it won't be stable. Why? TMZ would be outside. Helicopters would be flying overhead, right, during the lunch break when I'm just trying to, like, look at a Japanese tea garden and listen to some tranquil water rippling through, you know, an automated machine. No. Pe- people got to gotta be safe and safety requires um, an environment. It requires location uh, and it requires sensitivity got to be sensitive to people and no i don't want to say this because this might trigger them i i want them to be safe because again you cannot recover if you're not safe so yeah i've been uh in emdr for about four weeks now and thank you you're one of the main reasons dude like i knew i needed therapy i didn't know what type of therapy i needed yeah good 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 and the basement in itself has helped me in that journey and uh, the safety of being able to sit across from a therapist has really opened up. And and for me, I realized an image that I had in my brain um, was, because I've talked about on this pod before, how I was a two-year-old operating as a 33-year-old. Mm. And mm. I unwrapped that image even more so to where like I started to see that the 33 year old version of myself was cowarding in a corner and being afraid of the two year old self uh, yeah. and being bullied by him. Yeah. And because of the basement, because of everything that we've talked about, I was able to have empathy for both. Yes, bro. People, people don't understand. Most adults are actually being led by their childhood trauma. Right. The 11 year old is driving the car. <laughs> the, the, you know, the 47 year old version of that person is duct taped in the back seat with their hands bound. Mm, mm, mm. And the 11 year old doing donuts in a parking lot. Right. Facts. And you're like, why is that person acting so immature? Why are they still being this petty? Their 11 year old is flared up because they've never been told to calm down that it's safe now. They don't have to drive the car. They've been driving since they were 11. Same thing with my trauma. And my, my eight-year-old, he still be popping out with his abandonment issues and his attachment issues. And I'm like, bro, we're actually okay. You can go sit down. I'm 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 here. I got both of us. We're good. Where would you like to be right now? Well, I'd like to be playing a video game. All right, great. I'd like to be kissing 
Juliet because she's really, really pretty. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that later. Um, but but I'm 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 just a very like I'm just very aware that nobody gets the way they are by themselves, good or bad. And so when it's good, I celebrate it. And when it's bad, I investigate it. Question on the, you you interviewed Jeremy Anderson. And at one point you said, I'm getting triggered right now. Yes. You shared a story that we hadn't shared on the pod yet. Yeah. About your brother and then how y'all had gotten into an altercation. Yeah. Back in Cali. Yep. In real time, what were you doing to work through the triggering? Yeah. So, so, um, I'm an empath and so I'm very sensitive to my emotions. And as soon as I brought that up, my voice quivered and my eyes got watery. And I'm like, oh, this is this conversation has actually triggered this episode. And it just it just surfaced so fast that I had to be I I had brought up the story, so I had to give context to it, but then I had to be like be very kind to myself. And like slow down, like acknowledge that part of you and bring context to why uh, some people should just shut the hell up. <laughs> like everybody you dealing with, you just don't know what people are dealing with. We, we talk about these people that snap. But I don't I don't think we. We don't have, we lack the empathy Mm -hmm. to even, and the compassion to even investigate where that came from. Case in point. Um, I'm in a, I'm in a, I I get dropped off at the airport, going in the airport. And this is Terminal D, vivid, very vivid for me. Um, You go through the first doors and then there's maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 feet, six to 10 feet or so, 12 feet. And then there's the second double doors and then TSA and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sitting there, uh, get out the car and I walk through the first double doors and then I stop to like reorganize my bags before I go through the second double doors. Well, while I'm doing this reorganization, this, this, uh, (laughs) this guy walks in very hurried and he walks through the first double doors and then, and, and then, the second double door is open and he stops and he sees how long the line is. Right. So I'm not going to say the word. I'm just going to say a word that rhymes with the word. Okay. To the, when I tell you to the top of his lungs, duck. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to the top of his lungs. Did everybody look? Well, from where he was, it was still kind of like in the foyer of, like he hadn't even got in, but it was so loud to me. I'm I'm right there next to him. And I had compassion for him. Right. Because, again, it don't take me long to get in nobody's shoes. Mm-hmm. That duck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that quack. That quack. <laughs> That did not come because of that line. Something happened that day or that week or that year. That line was the culmination Mm -hmm. of 
everything that has been going wrong from his vantage point. And I cannot imagine what has gone wrong for you to come to an airport and see a long line and that be what makes you go, Like the whole world has crashed because this line is long. It's not the line, fam. Mm-hmm. There's something in here you haven't addressed. So that that, that is, we got to give space to people because if they get the space, they can they can get all of that out. And then once they get it out, they're they're usually okay. I mean, listen, ninety. 90% of my counseling sessions, I don't fix nothing. Like there's nothing to there's actually nothing to be fixed. They just need to talk. You need to work through it. <laughs> just need to talk. Like like they'll talk, like like say it's a fit say it's like a say it's an hour and fifteen minute. Because uh, most people need about fifteen minutes before they really start opening up. Kind of dance around it and blah blah blah. So even if I do an hour session, I know it's gonna probably be hour fifteen, right? So they finally get there. And uh, in an hour and 15 minutes, they may have talked 57 minutes. Mm -hmm. And at the end, they're like, oh, thank you so much. You've helped me so much. I'm like, you helped yourself, actually. Bro, I'm such a performer at my first EMDR therapy session. Afterward, I told her, did I do good? And she's like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? I love you. This ain't about you doing good. It's not a score. You're not here to do good. Hey, but there's something that you do that I didn't, I didn't understand the context to it of when you're mid pod or even mid conversation at dinner. If you, if you feel angry, I'll see your fist ball up. Mm -hmm. If your heart breaks for, you know, someone else that's sharing their story, you'll do this. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're feeling it in your body. I feel it in my body. And uh, you take time because you're being, you want to be nice to them, right? That's right. At my second EMDR session, she, my therapist started laughing at me. And she's like, and I was like, why are you laughing at me? She's like, because you do mental gymnastics. Mm-hmm. You just try to rash, you, you, you say what happened, lost my daughter, but you know, I, I've worked through it and it's been really depressing. I've been suicidal, but but God is still good. And, and I do the basement and I'm around discipleship. And she's like, how do you feel? Right. And I'm like, I'm, I feel really shitty. Yeah forgive my colorful language yeah but like i just you say feel here it's okay yeah i feel sad yeah and she's like cool let's yeah where, let's, do, you, where yes. do you feel sad yeah, where and i was like my hands feel light yeah i can't feel my legs yeah she's like great put the headphones on let's do the little light thing <laughs> that's right so i'm learning to not do mental gymnastics and be nice to myself Good. i don't have to have an answer for everything that's right yeah no that's beautiful and it takes time to get there it takes time to get there. Um, I'm so proud of you, though. So proud of you, bro. Yeah, that's that's I you, that's I love you too. That's so dope. That's so dope. Um, yeah, that's that. Like this is like like when 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 you get here, healing is exponential. Mm-hmm. When you get here, um, uh, like you find accessing your identity in God is you just get there faster. Mm-hmm. It all, everything is based on, is this place safe? And is this place stable, right? 
is the ground moving or is it still right is this is this place safe are the doors locked um uh, i have a friend that uh uh runs one of the largest um sex trafficking recovery programs in the world so they get all these uh girls who have been trafficked and guys uh from key spots in the world like it's so big i can't even talk about like people think like there's some more known people that do stuff in the sex trafficking world that they must be the most nah we got like black ops people extracting children out of foreign countries it's crazy but they, they have a place um on the west coast that's as far as i'll go with that they have a place on the west coast beautiful facility and I, we get a tour julia and i get a tour and they're telling us all the stuff that they have for the the, the girls and in every room whew, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whew, in every room uh there is a twin bed for the girls to sleep in because most of their work is done in hotel rooms mm-hmm. in queen beds and they've never had a bed to themselves mm. or it's been so long they don't remember so that twin bed represents autonomy mm-hmm. it's a reassurance that no one else is getting in this bed The environment is what? Safe. Not just safe in, there are no Johns here. There are no pimps here. No, 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 no. What makes an environment safe is not just what's not there, Mm. but what is. Mm. Twin beds. Colored linen, colored towels, because the white towels are in hotels. Everything that could trigger that memory, they don't even want it there. See the thoughtfulness? So with every guest that we have, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What's going to, what, some people are already there. Other people when when Jen came, she came with her roommate and two dogs because she didn't know if the environment was going to be safe. Palms were sweating when y'all went to go get her. Anxiety was high. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the pod. That's still one of your favorite pods ever. It is, it? dude. It is. Because I, the Holy Spirit is a part of what's going on. He is. He's a part of what's going on. And it frees people and it heals people. The reason why people can throw throw basement on and take a two-hour road trip or be go through their morning traffic, why? It's This is a safe space. This is a vulnerable space. This space is stable. It's not going anywhere. I think part of the reason, I never even thought about this until right now. I think part of the reason why we haven't 
stopped or had a break since we started. And if the Lord tells us to, we'll do it. I'm cool with that. I think one of the reasons why we haven't stopped since we started, because of stability. We're not going anywhere. And real discipleship, they show up every week. Bro, if I if I missed one one time for the football players or the basketball players, like one chaplain session before their game, if I missed a week or whatever, angry. Yeah. Cold shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't know how to process it. They're just like, bro, you ain't real. You a fake church guy. Yeah, 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 you yeah. You got to show up for these people. You man. have to show up, bro. It's real discipleship. <sighs> Hector, you are absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. I didn't even think about it, but this is the way I've always been. When I, when I commit to something, especially something like this, we want to be trusted to just help people navigate the vicissitudes of their life, right? The traffic of their souls, right? Where, where's my space? Maybe you can't get away from a partner or a program, a house, parents, wherever for this next hour, mm-hmm. 90 yeah. minutes, yeah. two hours, yeah, 2.30, yeah. <laughs> three hours. <laughs> we haven't had a four-hour pod. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> we haven't had a four-hour pod yet, but yeah, this is this is good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, dude, so um, my brain is literally like, this is one of the coolest things. Apple just came out with their augment thing. Yeah. One of the best decisions they ever made. Yep. I is, agree. Is the immersion dial. How immersed can I get into this? Yes. You can go from it being this, like, I see the whole world and here's my little screen to, I am no longer in my world. And, and that's what I feel like we can do in the basement. Here, yeah. Is it's like, there's a, there's an immersion dial. Yeah. How, how immersed do you need to be in this? That's right. That's can right. Can you be functional? Yeah. And, and operate with the world and then just have this kind of on in the background or do you need to dive four hours, three hours in? Absolutely. That's so good. And bro. episode after episode after yeah. episode yeah. and b- literally binge the basement. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you need that safety. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Well, dude, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, y- y- you know, as it relates to the immersion there, I know for a fact, uh, that this pod has triggered things in people. And uh, for the people that are ready to step into that, um, step into that curiosity, they they it it, it takes bravery, yeah. right? Something triggered me. I could retreat. Like, I can't listen to that pod, or I gotta I gotta skip that pod. I've had um, some friends of mine say, "I listen to all your pods except the, the ones on marriage because it hits too close to home. I'm going through a struggle, and so I'd rather not." And so I listen to the next one. I know some single people that are like, I'm not listening to the marriage stuff because I ain't married yet. Well, if it's triggering something in you, become curious about it. Even if you can't get to the episode, like it's not even about like, listen to my episodes. Yeah, yeah, no. we, we do this because of obedience. Like, This ain't about ratings. This ain't about, this ain't about none of that. Like this is literally, this is just what we do and how we do it. The only person we're trying to beat and in competition with is the Pope. That's it. The Catholic guy. Yeah. Trying to knock that boy off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, I would love to meet that guy. Um, So, so no, we, we, we hold space for people and um, we give people the opportunity to like 
go investigate what's on the what 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 did that bring up in me? I don't like I don't like that they said this or a guest said that or they didn't address this. What's that bringing up in me? Mm-hmm. God, what Holy Spirit, what are you showing me? What do I need to work on? Yes. Right? What why why does this bother me so much? Should it bother me this much? How come I can't let this go? I can let that go, but I can't let this go, right? Um, it's it's uh it's beautiful work for the people that want to do it. It's beautiful work. I promise you it's beautiful work. It's beautiful work. There's here's, a, oh, sorry. Uh, here's a little encouragement for those people, by the way, because um, this was something that I, f- I found out for myself. And it wasn't so much um, a, oh, I, I'm being triggered by this. My issue was, and I didn't know this, and like when I figured it out, dude, it just, that's where I got the empathy for little Sammy. That's where I got the empathy for adult Sammy. I didn't have the tool of self-regulation. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to self-regulate. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Most, nobody's born with that, fam. Yeah, that's why we give. That's why they give give you pacifiers as a baby. And so when I figured that out, yeah, that's wow. where I was like, oh my wow. god, this kid is death grip on the driving steering wheel because he can't self-regulate. Yeah, fam. And he's just anxious, yep. and he is feeling pressured, and he's yeah. feeling that the best behavior he can do is disappear right right and so he sinks to the back yeah yeah but he's just mad yeah there's a clip we just put out uh, of yours from one of the solo pods and it starts off with you got to become curious if something pisses you off yeah and it was the context of the clip was about being open and honest transparent with your partner yep. about having the code to the phone. Right, right, right. A for simple sure. thing, but yeah, yeah. a global phenomenon yeah. <laughs> among people, right? The only reason I say that is because how, how viral it went, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Simple thing, like, yeah. yeah, we're together, here's my code. Yeah. But apparently it was a big deal. Oh, it's a big but deal. But you, you kept going back to, if it pisses you off, you should get curious. Yeah. And when I went to the comments, I'm like, man, there's a lot of people triggered here and they can't see it. That's right. Because the 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 it was the dude saying, well, it needs to be both ways. And- we're like, it, we mean that. Absolutely correct. But the, I saw a lot of triggering yeah. from that. What would you, what are some practical things for that person that cannot see themselves? It is hard to live your life and to see yourself if you don't have a mirror. If you can't see your reflection, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on with you, <laughs> right? Like you, you, both of y'all see more of my face than I see right now. Yeah. Actually, I can barely <laughs> see my nose, yeah. right? Yeah. So y'all see 99.2% more of my face than I see, and it's my face. Well... Mirrors are very helpful for self-reflection. People are very helpful for self-perception. How do you see me? How do you experience me? Right? The person that gets triggered and says it needs to go both ways doesn't even want to acknowledge their side of it. I wasn't trying to 
bash men at the expense of women. Well, you know, women cheat just as much as men. What? Oh, okay. I, I wasn't talking about that, but do you hear you? Just start stating random facts. President Biden is the reason why. What? I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> what? <laughs> Kamala Harris didn't. What? <laughs> ben and Jerry's didn't come out with that flavor of ice cream. They discontinued it in 2019. I'm not sure that has anything to do with what I brought up. I was just trying to tell you to share your passcode. You know? And since I'm a guy, I was coming at it from a guy's perspective. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like most people don't have um, mirrors. Mm-hmm. physically and socially mm-hmm. a physical mirror will allow you to inspect yourself social mirrors allows others to inspect you mm-hmm. and you take the feedback I asked my sons on on Saturday we went out to breakfast and I asked them I said um, I do this from time to time alright daddy check give me a grade mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10 how am I doing and I tell them, there's nothing you can say that's going to anger me. Nothing that you can say. I won't, I'm not going to try to defend myself. Because their experience that they're having with me mm-hmm. is the truth according to them. Yeah. They may not have all the information as to why they're experiencing me a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I would never invalidate the experience they're having with me. It's their experience. They might not understand why... All the stuff I'm doing is happening. But if it if it lands across to them like, well, daddy, I just feel like right now you're being like really mean to me and I can't do anything. Oh, man. Tell me more about that. That sounds frustrating for you. I'm not going to be like, fool. I ain't being I'm not being hard on you. You just ain't giving me what I wanted. You have cleaned your room. No, come on, man. Let, let them share their experience. It doesn't have to be true to you. It's true to them. That's the way they're experiencing you. You don't have to agree with it. Let them talk. Stop cutting these people off. The hell are we doing cutting everybody off? So sensitive. I can't even, I can't, I can't, they can't finish their sentence because little chihuahuas. Everybody got a chihuahua spirit right now. (laughs) Hey, babe, I just wanted to sit down and talk with you because when you do this, it really makes Okay, honey, I, I was just trying to explain. <laughs> honey, if you could just calm down. All I was trying to say is. Start growling. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. And then you're mad you don't have. Commu- there's a lack of. And then you got the nerve to say there's a lack of communication in our relationship. <laughs> Damn, I can't finish this. Yeah. You're talking to yourself, dude. You're talking. You're just you're having a monologue. You know, so so we, we got to just let people have the experience that they're having. And again, you may not agree with it, but that's the way that they're experiencing you. And there may be some validity there that you can bring context to. If they don't want context, it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Or people don't want context to who you are and why you are or whatever. There's nothing you can do with that person. Uh, this is why you can't really adjust anybody's perspective outside of relationship. Because if we're not going to have any relational equity, it, you're never going to understand me. Like I've been with Juliet 24 years and we're still trying to understand each other. And just when we think we figured it out, we change. 
So, yeah, those are my thoughts on all of that. Were you that way when y'all were younger where you felt like you were a chihuahua sometimes? And you oh, God. I, had, I was so defensive because I wouldn't have fully healed from all the stuff I was going through. So I was very, dis- I was very defensive and um, I came into the marriage be- because, you know, of the porn addiction, the promiscuity and, and the low self-esteem. Juliet gave her life to Jesus when she was nine. And she's been walking with Jesus ever since. It doesn't make her perfect, but she just didn't come in with the baggage I came in with. And so the enemy always used that disparity to make me feel like um, she thinks she's better than you. She's holier than thou. She's done nothing. You've done everything wrong. She's done nothing wrong, which that ain't true, right? But at, at when I in my twenties, man, I, oh dude, I was I was a basket case. I'm Juliet staying with me through my twenties into my probably early to mid thirties had to be miraculous. It had to be Jesus waking her up every day. Like, don't leave him. (laughs) Hey, Hey, don't leave him. (laughs) What was the switch for you? It wasn't a switch. I, I, I've been in counseling for 25 years. (laughs) All over time. Mm -hmm. What gave you the, uh, the breakthrough in the defense defensiveness? How did you, deal with that um my my ego died mm. yeah my ego finally died mm. right I, I didn't have anything to defend when your ego dies dude I promise you when your ego dies and your pride dies you let so much stuff go <laughs> Your pride is, is white knuckling everything. Your pride is, you know. But when when, you, when your ego dies and your pride dies and you no longer you, you no longer hold other people's perspective, like you don't take it personally. You let people have their story. Right? I can't change your story. About me, I can't change your story about you. And and you learn that everybody's experiencing you one way or the another. Like, like you could walk by 10 people and they said, that is the nicest person I've ever met. And the 11th person gets to say, that's the most pretentious person I've ever met. <laughs> Their experience. You came across pretentious. You didn't come across nice. Came across pretentious. Okay. So I just asked this question on uh, Instagram, which was, uh, "What was what's what is vulnerability to you?" Mm. And one person's answer, I loved it, and it kind of ties into this: is uh, they said, "Vulnerability is me without pride and shame." That's really good. And I was blown away by that because I was like, "Wow!" Like pride and shame being something that's clogging vulnerability is a is a dynamic I never thought of before. And so if you remove pride and you remove shame, like I don't think you can be vulnerable now if there's pride and shame in your life. All right. So uh, Genesis chapter number two, verse number 25. And this is a before and after picture. Genesis two twenty-five. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Genesis. <laughs> chapter number three. 
verse number 10, in response to God saying, where are you? I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. <laughs> Genesis 2.25, they didn't even know they were naked. 3.10, they know they're naked. So what's the difference between shame and no shame? Knowing. What was the tree called? The knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> it's fire, dude. You were never supposed to know. Yeah. They had an experience with God, an experience with each other. They didn't know nothing. Mm -hmm. They were humans being. Then they became humans knowing. Mm -hmm. And can we be honest about what we know? Can we just be honest real quick about what we know? We know some stupid stuff. We know some false stuff. Mm -hmm. We know some shady stuff. <laughs> we don't know a lot of We don't know a lot of God stuff mm -hmm. like we should have been experiencing. We know some basic good stuff and we know a lot of bad stuff. We don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. That that's beautiful, right? So we all think we know something. We all think we know the truth. We all think we know the best way. We all think we know the right thing to say. We all think we know the right thing to do. We are just we just walking around knowing. I know. No one ain't that. No one ain't hot according to scripture. Revelation is good. Revelation is great. But come on, man. They did not know they were naked. Then they did. Then they hid. I'm not trying to live like that. I ain't trying to live like that. I ain't trying to live my life knowing nothing. I want I, I want a revelation of who God is. And then I want God to give me a download on how I'm supposed to apply that to my life, my wife, my kids, my friends, my family. That's 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 what it's supposed to be. And we got mirrors with us. And we got mirrors with us, man. You need physical mirrors and you need social mirrors, man. You need people that can tell you about your reflection. How are you looking in the world? I've been having some really beautiful conversations with some people um, as I'm navigating, you know, this season of my life and what I've been called to do and how I've been called to do it. And they've been giving me different, different perspectives of... Mm -hmm. Here's the way I see you. I see your voice is important, both on the podcast and still in church. But you have to understand some of the assignment that you feel called to are going to make church people look at you differently. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with the consequence of that? They, that they misunderstand the colorful language or the charged language or the whatever. And we've talked through, okay, well, yeah, when you go to Scotland, these words ain't bad. But in America, they are bad. But then <laughs> in Australia, only three of them are bad. But then in <laughs> Singapore, they're all bad. But then in, you know, Malaysia, none of them is bad, right? Yeah. Like, and, and so you're like, oh, man, this is really good. Like, it's a good conversation, and I have to figure out. I have a choice 
I have a choice to, and I don't think it's a, it's not a, like a God choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice of how, how do I steward what God gave me the way he told me to do it and remain authentic to the way he's telling me to do it. That's not just coming from like this internal, you know, narrative in my head or only with you two. Yeah. The only people I've consulted with is Hector and Sam and I don't give a damn what everybody else says, right? No, it hasn't been that. It's been, it's been a more robust, uh, robust conversation. Jay-Z said, uh, I can walk down the hall of mirrors in Versailles and be so satisfied when I look myself in the eye. Like that's, that's what you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you want to be able to be able to look, you want to be able to look at the physical mirrors and the social mirrors and and still be okay when you with yourself when you look yourself in the eye. So, yeah, that's good. Well, you got to be childlike. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And the Bible says, like, unless you're like a child, child children children ask a lot of questions. They do. They don't presume that they know anything. Yeah. It's daddy. Why is daddy? Why is? Yeah. And we stopped asking why. That's oh. and we just started saying, "I know," or "Let me tell you." We got to get back to the wise. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, we need to stay away from that tree. Or be brave enough to ask, how do you see me? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I don't think, I don't, I know in my life I've never asked anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. how do you see me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you experiencing me? It's a great question. I, I remember when I first started asking uh, Juliet that question, I would brace myself because Juliet is... <laughs> Fireballs. She is a truth teller. She is a truth teller. She is a truth teller. And I love it. You never have to worry about where you stand with Juliet because she she will let you know. Um, but but I wanted to know. And what she told me was very, very helpful. I didn't want to hear it all the time, but it was very, very helpful and it helped me to grow. So yeah, that's that's important. Super important. So Questions? Questions. What are you feeling? Uh, what you feeling? You know what? I think this is good. We're about a min- an hour, a minute, 15. <laughs> Man. Crushed it. <laughs> a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day to the Lord. <laughs> um, no, no. This felt good. Like I, I, I love this one because of the what we got into with the stability yeah. and the support. And we do. We want to be a support for you. I want the basement to be a safe place always for you and your loved ones. I want it to be a stable, consistent place um, that uh, you can rely on. I'm not going to say depend on, but I do want it to be a space uh, that you can rely on um, just for vulnerability, authenticity, and uh, honesty, openness, and transparency. Uh, I am so proud of your growth. I am so proud of the decisions that you are making. Um, for many of you all, you're getting your no back. It's a word that you haven't used in a long time, a word that has not been respected uh, in your world for a long time, but you're starting to establish the boundaries that need to be established so that you can literally be the person that God has called you to be. I'm so proud of you. And uh, keep up the good work. And until next time, peace.
just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. 